Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we'll be asking, has there been any opposition to Freemasonry in modern times? Off the top of my head, I can think of two countries that have been opposed to Freemasonry and have even started anti-Masonic political parties in modern times, those being America and Germany. That is about the extent of my knowledge on the subject. So do you have any more info? Well, yes. Um, as you say, there were two major anti-Masonry movements in modern times. The first was in USA in 1826, so not exactly modern. But anyway, uh, it was to do with the alleged murder of a storekeeper called William Morgan in New York. It seems that uh, he had agreed to, uh, with some publishers to publish the secrets of Freemasonry and subsequently he disappeared. Uh, it was alleged that Freemasons, uh, Freemasons had killed him and disposed of his body. And of course, this was a big scandal and led to public outcry. However, there is no actual evidence to support this theory. But the outcome of this was that it led to the founding of the Anti-Masonic Political Party, which was a political movement and also uh, in opposition to President Andrew Jackson. But by 1835, uh, the party had closed and the movement just basically fizzled out. There is also modern research to show that perhaps Morgan wasn't an experienced Mason and may not have even been made a third degree Mason. I would just like to interject and say that I think this single event is the start of modern day Anglo-American Masonic conspiracy theory due to the fraud that it created at the time. Like you say, it was low in rank and very unlikely to devolved anything that had not already been exposed. Right, and if you read the exposés that were published in England, uh, most of these secrets had already been published. However, um, as you, you learn from my books, you'll find that actually the secrets are much deeper and much more esoteric than what is printed in, in, the, in the ritual. Anyway, uh, I, I digress. <laughs> the second most violent anti-Masonic opposition, opposition uh, was found during the Second World War in Germany. Adolf Hitler had blamed Jews for the defeat of Germany in World War I and for the subsequent poverty and economic collapse um, of uh, between the two wars uh, in Germany. <clears throat> and he took advantage of this to build his National Socialist German, German Workers' Party, which in Germany, in, sorry, in German is abbreviated to Nazi. Uh, this is actually an old chestnut, this story, but many people associate Freemasonry with Judaism because of the story of the rebuilding of King Solomon's temple. And Hitler was one of these. So he prosecuted Freemasons and sent them to special concentration camps that were reserved for political prisoners. In, in the same way that Jews had to wear the Star of David on their coats, political prisoners, uh, including Freemasons, had to wear a red triangle on their coats. Uh, Masonic lodges were all closed and their property was confiscated. So uh, it's now believed that the Nazi regime executed in excess of 80,000 Germans, uh, 80,000 Freemasons. 
during the Second World War. And it's to be remembered that these were all German citizens, not combatants. That's a truly awful number. One of the great ironies of the Nazi persecutions of Freemasons is the founder of the Thule Society, which is a major contributor to Nazi Germany's perverted view of mysticism and the occult, was a Freemason, Rudolf von Sibutendorf. He wrote a few interesting books, one of which was called The Practice of Ancient Turkish Freemasons, The Key to Understanding Alchemy, and it can be found for free online. He was a Sufi of the Victashi Order, which had close ties to the Janissaries of the Ottoman Empire. He was initiated in Bursa, Turkey, by the patriarch of the Tamudi family, who were Thessalonikian Jews, and the lodge was affiliated to the right of Memphis Mizraim. The point I'm trying to make is that Sabatendorf was a German who was a member of a Turkish branch of Islamic mystics and was initiated in the Freemasonry by Greek Jews in a lodge affiliated to an Egyptian rite. In my mind, you couldn't get any further from the Nazi Ariosophy, which makes the persecution of Freemasons by the Nazis even more idiotic and ridiculous. This goes to show just how dangerous political ideology can be when not squared by reason or science. Never again, I would hope, but I'm sad to say, I can see the same rejection of reason and discourse in postmodern ideologies such as identity politics and its derivatives, which I consider just very confused ramblings. I hope we can get away from Foucault and back to Plato rather soon. But that's my rant over. Back to Germany. <laughs> back to Germany. Well, um, so at that time, because of the difficult position of German Freemasons in the 1930s, they adopted the forget-me-not uh, lapel pin badge to be used in place of the square and compasses. The flower is in the shape of a pentagram. And as it is a light blue color, it signified the Blue Lodge Masonry. In Britain, uh, particularly where we don't condone the public display of, of Masonic symbols, unlike America, um, this is the favored lapel bin for Freemasons even now. Uh, we use it to remind ourselves that though a person's body is mortal, the memory of them is immortal. And this forget-me-not pin the Pelpin, uh, is used as a symbol of friendship and also uh, as a symbol of the importance of free speech. Free speech really is the litmus test of tyranny. Any encroachment should not be tolerated. Freemasonry has been opposed to tyranny from the very start and liberty is one of the founding principles. Right. Very important. Well, that brings this episode to a close. If you have any questions, please email us on the link below. We now part on the square and we will meet soon. Thank you. And goodbye. Goodbye.